0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Ladies and gentlemen welcome to the one ounce pour with your host drew and tom and today we have a uh, special reoccurring guest now as it's his second show brandon hicks say hello hello and uh, i'm very excited about this show thank you for that Um, i'm excited about this show for a couple reasons one we have told brandon not to touch or tap the table so that's going to be huge for this show i know he might, he might tap the table from underneath. That wasn't your hand. Both hands were up. What's going on? What's going on? So uh, today's guest is none other than Uncle Wilbur, Old Wooden Leg. What other nicknames? Appropriate. William. Appropriate uh, nicknames. Bill. We'll just go with Bill today. How about that? I like it. Bill, can you say hi to our guests?
1: Let's, let's
0: go with poor old Bill. Poor old Bill. And here's the cool part, is we're sitting here uh, FaceTiming Bill right now and looking at a bar that he has installed in his house and uh, has about every single bourbon you could imagine under the sun. And uh, we're going to end that conversation right there because I think he might talk about that later on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know what his hobby is, uh, Yeah, You know, I mean... Um, Bill, Bill, and I go a, a little bit back, right? I mean, I don't, oh, I don't know if he ever wiped my ass, mm-hmm. but he might have. <laughs> but he might have seen a full diaper on me.
1: Okay, okay. I, I've 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 seen a few dump loads or whatever, but no, I haven't wiped Drew's ass before. <laughs> but I can't tell you I was Drew's first employer, though. So oh. I don't know if any of you guys all know that. Yeah, I haven't gotten any uh, trouble since then. Hiring him at such a young age, but one of one of my hobbies around the house or working around the house is gardening. and I like to grow vegetables and things like that. Right. And I hired I hired the kids to uh, come over and help cultivate and do some things around the garden. And then uh, Drew got fired. Well, same day.
2: Was it at least a couple days, or are we talking like? Yeah, what what, what are we talking here? we talking about? Uh,
1: he, he he lasted a couple of day a couple of weekends or whatever, and then uh, we got our wires crossed one day. And he decided to come over and help the kids pick
2: all the tomatoes, but they're all green tomatoes.
0: I, I got a little greedy with the green tomatoes. Uh, got it, got it. So he messed up,
2: basically. Yeah.
1: So oh, anyway. Tell me how the uh, <laughs> tell me how the firing
2: process went with. the uh, young
1: Drew. It's young Drew. Well, let's see here. I think way back when, when we met Drew's parents there, we were living out in Southern California here, and Drew's mom had stopped by. We were out throwing some darts in the garage, and that's how we met her. And then, uh, I don't have the exact time frame, but then Drew came along. They lived two condos down from us, and we uh, had some barbecues and drinks and dark games, and it all evolved from there, and so I've been around Drew, I think, ever since he was uh, born, pretty much.
0: Yep, just about, and uh, we would go out there at least once a summer, once we moved away, and come out and visit the Berlin Games, eat some jalapenos and... Learn to handle heat. Bill's the reason I can handle heat. (laughs) And probably the reason I have GERDs. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, before we get too far, we have to do a big one-ounce cheers to everybody here today. Brandon, Bill, Chin Chin, Thomas, Chin Chin. And uh, we're going to jump into it right from there with... Tom? It's Hobby of the Time. It's Hobby of the Week. And uh, today, we're going to keep our hobbies a little bit short because we do have three people. But uh, let's start with you, Thomas. What is your Hobby of the Week? So, my
3: Hobby of the Week, uh, I think it's appropriate for the time of year, is March Madness. And I'm not like a casual fan. Like
0: This is soccer?
2: No, true.
3: True. Uh, I'm, I, think, I think I'm going to take off Baseball. My... Baseball. Be- baseball. baseball. Okay. Semi- All
0: right. God. Jesus, the Mary buzz. and Joseph
3: people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you're serious about it. Okay, Okay, yeah. go, on, go uh, on. I was
3: going to say, so I grew up, my old man would take time off work to watch the first two rounds. Wow. Yeah. So this is how serious it was in my house growing up. Like, My mom was always like, why are you taking time off work to watch basketball? And my dad's like, well, because I do. And this is what I do. What I do. And I pretty much just... Grew up with that, and I went into it, but it's like, those first two rounds are the funnest of, like, Super Bowl's great, you know, but those first two rounds, you see kids that, like, from bullshit small schools. One of my favorite upsets of all time was when Vermont beat Syracuse in 2005. TJ Sorrentine, Steph Curry before Steph Curry was a thing,
0: oh. drained it.
3: Everybody had Syracuse going to the Final Four. They were going home after the first
0: game. And uh, Steph Curry, he's the guy with the good-looking wife. Is that how very, he got famous?
3: Very good-looking wife.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured he just dated a model or something. Yeah. So. Fair enough. All right.
3: Yeah. So. Well,
0: I mean, is your team Boston? Then is that
3: who you? Dude, that's the whole thing. Is I root for all the small schools. I Saint Peter's was so much fun to watch, even though North Carolina beat them today in the Indy Elite Eight, which really kind of sucked. But. If it's a small school and they don't have recruits that are like five stars or McDonald's All-Americans, but they're just a bunch of kids that just love playing the game, and they that's it. And then you see these kids who are like getting these massive NIL deals, or they know they're going to the NBA, and they just leave the court after week one. Nothing better.
0: All right. Well, that's a that's a good hobby to have. You passing it on to your kids then? Oh yeah, making forcing them to watch all of the. Uh... All Damn. the sports ball? Damn right, man. Good. Damn right. Good. Well, Brandon, hobby of the week. Ooh.
2: what happens. So, see, this week we did uh, Gen Fizz and Manhattans. And I really screwed up
0: in Manhattan. Really screwed it up. I mean, the first step to any great drink is screwing it up a couple times, right? Absolutely. It's kind of kinda of like having kids screwing up's half the fun, right? <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's, it's the
3: try that's fun here, Brandon It's the try that's fun This is,
2: true.
0: This is
3: very, true. very true And poor
0: old Bill, have you ever messed up a drink before?
1: Um, I've dabbled in a couple here and there yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie I,
0: I just figured a success was pouring out of that bar Every day
1: We have quite the selection here. I got some uh, white dog ready for you guys. If I could have shipped you all out a bottle, we could have been sharing the same cocktail today. But I didn't think that far ahead.
0: Uh, you know, I would have uh, actually said we could have just uh, pitched some sky miles together and uh, flown out there because most of the stuff does travel.
1: Yeah. I- yeah, that's for sure. I'm going to prove that if you guys are going on hobbies of the week, I'm gonna spill mine out
0: here right now. Oh well hold up, hold up. You're you're the you're the uh, the bell of the ball, Bill. We gotta get through all the all the minutia here. <laughs> and then you got a whole hour, so <laughs> you better not spill too much. So I'm actually going to talk about my hobby of the week that involves Bill a little bit, okay. oh. yeah, because uh, you know, like we just discussed, Bill and I go back a little bit. He used to take me everywhere. I mean, we went golfing in Hawaii. We'd go see the Kings play. We'd go to hockey game. I mean, like we were we we're all over the place. Uncle Bill, Uncle, good old Bill, Uncle Wilbur. <laughs> and one thing he would always do is he'd get me a hat. Or a t-shirt. And actually, you just went to uh, the Bourbon Capitol, and guess what came back? Bourbon I think event. we'll let Bill go into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But... uh. <laughs> so I heard it's in, like, southern Mississippi area, I believe. Oh, man. You're going to get our, our podcast flagged for <laughs> inappropriate talk. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Totally kidding. But anyway, my but, hobby revolves around... Uh, going out and getting going places when i'm traveling for work or on vacation primarily breweries i like to go to breweries and distilleries and i get a patch or a t-shirt while i'm there to kind of commemorate Um, i've grown a couple sizes so unfortunately some of those t-shirts are going to be wall hangers for a little bit don't think i'm gonna thin out anytime soon maybe when i hit that growth spurt but yeah (laughs) until then i got a i got a couple tight tight fitting tees from breweries and distilleries I've been to. The other thing I like to collect are patches. So, I like to collect some patches from breweries I've been. They don't always have them, but when they do, it's a special treat. So, I like that. nice. Bill, you've just been sitting there patiently stirring your drink, waiting. I'm going to ask you <laughs> <laughs> Hey Bill, what's your hobby? What is my hobby? Well,
1: Hobby. <laughs> Good question. I think uh, I other than enjoy doing things around the house, like I said, gardening, cooking, barbecuing. I kind of fell into this little Kentucky thing here, and for some reason, I started collecting bourbon. And so, I guess I could say uh, I'm an official bourbon collector enthusiast. Would like to learn more about it.
0: and. How many bourbons do you currently have?
1: Um, right oh, now I probably got close to three hundred in my bar on the wall. Okay. I got about a sixty to seventy underneath the bar that are hard to get, but I got a room there with about another 50 or 50. so I'm slowly approaching about five hundred.
0: Five hundred different bourbons, right? They're not five hundred of you know loosely the same.
1: Um, I have some duplicates. When I find a nice bottle or applicated bottle, I like to try to buy it. that way I could enjoy one with friends and then also have one for uh, when the time comes. So I have a couple some duplications, but most of them are of the good of the higher higher quality. For-
0: wow! And how do you get started in? Collecting a bourbon. I mean, is there something that drew you to bourbon specifically over a scotch or an Irish whiskey? Was it? I mean, give us some deets. What 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 got you into it?
1: America, America. Well, I think what how it was is this: I got to drinking too much Jack Daniel. This was just frying my stomach, a little harsh on the uh, the inside there. So I figured, well, let's let's try some, something different here. I tried some different bourbons and kind of stepped it along and realized that the, I think the bourbon was a little bit more palatable for me. It went on from there.
2: So straight bourbons, no scotches, period, just bourbon. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I tried some good scotches uh, for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. It's the tea or the... My or whatever is in there. It's, I'm a bourbon guy, so I just stick with what I
0: know. And when you're purchasing a bourbon, what do you look for that separates it from just you know something you'd find on a shelf?
1: Uh, typically for me right now, it's pretty much the distillery where it's coming from because I know what I like. I know what i like i know the <laughs> that type of mass bill that's in those um i kind of lean towards i guess the one that's my favorite but so the more of a bourbon versus a rye i guess
0: just a, a wheat bourbon is
2: actually my favorite he said wheat wheat a uh, week before we go any further I'm, I'm a little curious
0: on what you're drinking right now
2: you're drinking from a, a copper glass
1: yes sir like? <laughs> Old copper drinking vessel. Okay. This is a cocktail that uh a friend John and I experienced over at Woodford Reserve when we were at the time cross for our Woodford Reserve tour. We got there a little late for hours, so we thought what better to do to go down to the bar and have a couple of drinks. We went over to the bar, we all know about a Moscow mule with the vodka and stuff like that. This called a horse knit and it's got wood reserve, got some ginger beer, a couple of drops of brass and something else in the food got what it was. And it's of blind and it's fantastic. Fantastic. It's not
2: good or superb, it's fantastic,
1: huh? Yeah, this is uh,
2: definitely
1: a summer cocktail outside. You know, it's never too early. So I agree with that. I definitely you agree. Know, with that. If so ten, if it is a little early for you, just mix some uh, ginger beer in it with a couple drops of. It.
3: So I got a question: Why did Kentucky get such a good reputation for bourbon? Then. Oh, well, why did
1: Kentucky get such a good bourbon? Well, yeah. First of all, they have the ideal climate for it, so they have the same uh, cold temperatures. Summer, they have three hot temperatures. So what that allows the. Uh, the bourbon to do in the barrels, it allows it to crack while the barrel, and it will bring out all those flavors from the, uh, from the charred oak. It will intensify the flavors first sitting in some other state where the, the temperatures aren't changing. So uh, the, the spectrum is large. That's part of it. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: okay,
1: I the question
3: too. Yeah, it was. I, I was just wondering why Kentucky was kind of known for the bourbon being the bourbon capital.
2: Okay. Well, I
1: I, I don't know the name, but there was a group of fellows that came over from Europe. I believe. Where was it? Cognac, brand. Like they came over here, and started making bourbon.
0: Now, does does cognac share something with bourbon because isn't cognac a, a sweeter drink
1: you know i think it is i'm not sure i've uh am not a, a cognac drinker but there's something to do with the people that came from europe and ended up over there in, in kentucky and they wanted to make a spirit and floated down the river to new orleans there and it got down to New Orleans, Bourbon Street area, and then went wild from there, Yeah.
0: And when somebody's looking at a bourbon, aren't there rye bourbons, or is that a rye whiskey, and there can't be a rye bourbon?
1: Uh, well, there could be a rye bourbon. The 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 rye bourbon, the mass bill will have a higher percentage of rye versus the wheat, or uh, I'm not sure, the barley. So if it's a rye, it'll have a high content of rye, and still have to have the one percent
0: Alright. Now, outside of the bourbon side of things, you are also sitting in a room that you built yourself?
1: I built it with a good friend of mine. It was a master carpenter from New York. I ended up uh, working with him at my current place of employment. He retired, and he had a nice bar at his home, and he goes, hey, why don't you put a bar in that room there? And I was like, a bar? What would I that for? And he said, well, your daughters are moved out. He said, take that biggest room there, make a bar, take the window out, put a door in there, and then at least you can make sure they'll never come back. Because you won't have <laughs> <go back." laughs> So that's like a good plan. So, anyway, friend Mike, who uh, helped me fabricate or whatever, it was, it was a lot of work It came out great. Shelves in the back bar. built the bar here with the taco belly. It turned out to be uh, quite the place here. We have happy hour here every night. Um we've kind of just roped off or, or taped our, our living room because we don't use that anymore. And we just basically have happy hour and dinner every night here at poor old Bill's Burger
3: Bar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and you've gotten kinda serious with this because uh I noticed when my parents returned from the Bourbon Trail with you that they had poor old Bill Bar swag. Uh,
2: okay, wait, wait one damn
0: minute. Did swag? I? Yeah, but hold on. Did I not start this show with saying that Bill always gets me cool stuff and yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, you did. I did. Um, I mean, I don't want to sound ungrateful so you know. for all the times that Bill has gotten me such great stuff, uh-huh. but I don't have a poor old Bill's bar shirt. You should have seen my dad walk in strutting like a peacock. Yeah, just.
2: He, he probably walked right over to you, too.
0: Oh, turned his back to me, like, hey, do I got something on my back? I was like, oh, just just Bill's beautiful face.
2: Oh, man. Well, like, um, uh, is that a fat joke? That's kind of sounding fat.
1: Joke. <laughs> no, I'm What's
0: wrong, Richard? <laughs> right, I get you. I get you,
1: Bill. Right. We're, we're good. I, I didn't know. uh
0: all right. Well, we are back. Hopefully, uh, Bill will sound a little clearer. And we're having some issues with uh, trying to do a podcast in a cement room. I think that's our problem. Yeah. So we're blaming it on Bill currently because uh, I think he's just accepting it and yeah, thinking it's his fault. But we'll continue. I'll just on run. Oh, okay. So hold up. When you guys went on the Bourbon Trail, where was the spot that you? Got to and you were like, I could live here. This is my, my Zen location.
1: Well, I don't know about I could live here. I definitely could visit there very frequently. Um, I mean, I could travel there once or twice a week or something like that. But I don't know if I'd want to stay there. I'd have to get out in the outskirts. You know, so we were right there downtown Louisville, there in the heart of Whiskey Grove. Lots of action going on, car accidents, drive-by shoot, things like that. So if I could get out in the bluegrass somewhere with the black fences, uh, i might have to reassess that. But I don't know if I could actually live there. I'd have to go through a summer just check it out because it's supposed to be hotter
0: and Well, I mean, like, when you when you got to a distillery, in specific, and oh. you walked into a distillery, which one shouted, like, this is, this is it, I love this place?
1: Well, I think they have all kind of did that. Each distillery had their own little uh, uniqueness to it. Obviously, the first one that we went to is probably just the most memorable, not most memorable, but just kind of hit me first because we went to... Maker's Mark to get our ambassador bottles that we had signed up through Maker's Mark. Uh, we signed up about five and a half, six years ago. They put your name on a barrel once and once your bourbon matures they send you a golden ticket out to come out and uh, buy some of your bottles there and they put your name and your ambassador number on it and so, like you know, Maker's Mark was awesome the first time there. We were walking through the, the, the old the distillery and the rick house we just get inside there and it just smells like heaven man it was Wait, just uh, it was beautiful
2: legit, they sent you a legit golden ticket oh yeah what they do is, is you
1: sign up anybody can do it out there you go to makersmark.com you sign up for their ambassador program and they will put your name along with probably 20 other folks or whatever and they'll let you know when they um, build your barrel. They put your your name on the barrel. Once it matures, they'll send you your Golden Ambassador ticket, and they'll give you a time frame. Typically, it's three months. Mine happened to uh, happened to mature during the COVID period there, so it went a little bit longer in the barrel, which is good, I think, for us because they typically pour their barrels barrels out between. Uh, think they said four and a half in in six years or whatever so mine got close to six years or whatever but once your barrel matures they'll send you a golden ticket to come out and visit the distillery at no charge to uh do your ambassador tour and an opportunity to purchase your bottles
0: now does bourbon have to sit in a barrel for an appropriate amount of time for it to be called a bourbon because like scotch is is i think three years minimum something like that in order to be called a scotch it has to sit for three years is there does bourbon have the same kind of rule and
1: and i i'll I'll try to answer that question i'm not sure if it's going to be completely
0: correct or not this whole podcast is bullshit so i half half the (laughs) stuff we come up with is just utter bullshit so you're good
1: what's the bourbon just in the barrel, there is a limit for the amount of time that it has to be in there. However, you have to leave it in there for a certain period of time, otherwise, it's not going to get all the flavor sucked out of the wood and the char. And if you put it in the barrel and it's under four years, it must have an age statement on the bottle. Anything four years and, and, and younger will have to have a age statement put on the bottle anything four years and over doesn't necessarily have to have an age statement on it but you know they like to on the higher end bourbons age 15 years 10 years 12 years 23 years whatever they'll put the date of the aged years on there if it's a blended bourbon then they will blend a bunch of different bourbons probably put a little bit of the Older age bourbon inside of there, but they won't put an age statement on it because the three or four barrels that they're mixing together are all different ages. I thought about that kind of answers the question.
0: Yeah, and with the actually you you segued into a, a good section with the blended bourbons. What are they trying to achieve by blending? Are they trying to achieve certain notes to? like hey this one has a more caramely note because we blended xx and x together or what are they trying to accomplish with blending
1: well i think when they blend a bourbon if i'm not mistaken i think they get a little bit more consistency out of it so for say take a regular uh maker's mark or larceny or uh um, Elijah Craig and just get their regular you know regular bottles or whatever that's going to be a blended a blended bourbon and they stick with the 40% of the, the, the six-year-old and and they'll add in another 30% of seven-year-old and stuff like that and maybe just a little bit of some 12-year-old age you know maybe five percent or something like that so I think when they blend the barrels it, it allows the master distiller to get a little bit more consistency in his flavors in his bottles. So when you buy your bottle of Wild Turkey, your Maker's Mark, or Four Roses, that consistency with the blended whiskey that helps keep it all uh, similar.
0: Okay, that tracks. I believe you, Bill. You have one of those faces. <laughs> oh,
1: put this all together. Matter of fact,
0: are you empty? Yeah, yeah I don't know what happened. Oh, uh, you better. You better figure it out.
1: Let me see if there's a bartender around here that can go get the bike.
0: Yeah, you better hurry up. Do you hire uh, certain bartenders? I mean, by by age, by looks? I mean, what, what what's your go-to for bartenders?
1: Well, right now we're just starting off. I just have a, you know, a lady here that's, that's in the neighborhood here and I've just been utilizing her for my part, you know, but we are looking forward to uh some some more applications and trying to find somebody with a perfect fit with flexible hours and
2: things like that so
1: thank you miss <laughs>
2: what is, uh, what is that
1: employee's name? uh she's a she's a, a professional banker here her name is miss kelly
0: you didn't marry your waitress did you you know, I did. Oh, I you married. never, you never <laughs> marry. Oh, look at that. That's a that's a big pour there, Bill. That's good. We were we were the one ounce pour, but now Bill's changed it to the glug, 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 glug pour. Oh, <laughs> you, you got a <laughs> long pour there. Well, so you got to get that,
1: that, that gulpy action going or whatever, because otherwise you feel like you're shorting yourself. <laughs>
2: Bill, I got a question for you, sir. Wait, you poured something else in there? What was that?
1: That's just a little, uh, ginger beer. What was it? Was it, uh, can, can we say
2: names? We can't say names.
0: We can, I don't think we should say names. Damn, I really want to say that. Bad. Anyways. Uh, well, oh, I want to say, I? like, this show is brought <laughs> to you by... I don't totally know. I don't know. By poor old Bill's Bar. You can you sponsor us, Bill?
1: There you go. Yeah, these you guys, are good. Um, All you have to
0: do I, is send us a shirt.
1: I want to say it, too, but I don't want to get the waitress excited. <laughs>
2: Oh. So <laughs> we like, have strict laws here, employment <laughs> law in <California. laughs> Let's try to get HR involved. That's not good. Mm-hmm. All I see is bourbon on the wall and I'm wondering which one of those bourbons was the hardest to find. Oh, uh, which one was the hardest to find? The hardest to find.
1: Huh. Uh I mean I hate to go to the one that everybody goes to, but it's probably gonna be my Pappy Van Winkle twenty three year old
0: and that's the one that uh when brandon and i come out you're gonna pop that one and we're gonna have some yeah. some big pours on it
1: well well you know guys i i i, I thought long and hard about this thing i gotta like good friend and buddy john bachard is always looking to uh, track some good stuff and so am i but i always thought i'll save it for my retirement but once, when we hit the bourbon trail there and i forgot which distillery was at but one of the gentlemen had said look if you got good bourbon don't keep it on yourself chill don't don't freaking leave it for your son-in-law drink the damn thing <laughs> <laughs>
2: most
1: important thing is is to drink it with your family and friends when the time and the occasion is right and so i was trying to save my bottle of pappy for my uh, retirement party I'm hoping to get there someday soon but in the meantime this thing's also screamed at me every day
0: people people obviously can't see this uh because we're a podcast <laughs> but that is a legit <laughs> bottle of pappy van winkle
3: it doesn't that come out of lexington kentucky
1: that comes out of Kentucky, yes. Right now, I believe the Pappy Van Winkle, bourbon, and the George T. Stagg and W. L. Weller and things of that nature are, are all being uh, aged at the Buffalo Trace Distillery. But it is distributed privately by the Pappy Van Winkle family. How much anyway. does
0: a bottle of that? And you don't have to answer, but
1: retail. Retail. Yeah. Well, I was fortunate enough to get into a lottery at one of our local uh, wine and beer establishments out here in California. I got chosen to buy a bottle, and it was really strange because this was back in, I believe, I want to say 2012-ish, something like that, or no? Yeah, maybe 2012-2013. We still had our home phone, so I had my discount card on my home line, and we would never answer our home phone. So one day I was out the garage drinking a few beers or whatever, and I had a, the phone out the garage with an answer machine. And I seen there was like 10 messages on there. And I almost hit the the race button. already saw 10, and I thought, you know, I haven't played this in a while, let me see who called. So. Went through a couple sales calls, this and that, and then the jackpot came. Hi, Bill, this is Christine at TNW and Wine, and you have been chosen to purchase a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle Allocated Bourbon. However, if you do not respond to this voicemail or call this number by March 23rd, you will no longer be eligible for the bottle. I'm like, holy shit, it's March 23rd today.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just got home. So I immediately got on the phone, called the numbers she had, left and her you a voice. Crying,
2: like, like, pretty,
1: Yeah, pretty much, because she left that, uh, the message about a, a week ago, or seven days before I heard it. Right. Um, I basically called her, left a voicemail, typed an email to the store, and then had a couple of drinks and called her back again. Said, <laughs> they just said to call you back by this date. I'm calling you. It is the 23rd. It, I know it is
2: the 23rd,
1: but it's the 23rd. And so,
0: anyway. She In message me message number 50, how did that sound? Did you <laughs> sound like a crazy person? Hey, oh, this is Bill. Oh, I, I don't know what to do. I, I called you back. <laughs> Just pick up, pick up, please. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I thought for some reason that I might come back you know, and pick up the phone, but you know, I thought a couple messages were appropriate. But anyway, it all worked out. She called me the next day and she said, you want to come pick it up? And I got that bottle, I believe, for, like I want to say, 279 Wow. Yeah. That's, that's,
0: that's damn good. Are you known as the crazy bourbon person? I mean, do people say, hey, there's Bill, the crazy bourbon person? No,
1: hell no. They just freaking just, not the crazy bourbon person, just everybody wants to come over and
2: drink. Yeah, I people. bet. Yeah. I
0: bet. Are you like so, the, the neighborhood guy?
2: <laughs> What's that? You got people like mowing your lawn for you. Hey, Bill, we're not shake it, just take care of for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get your, your gutters clean.
0: What are you doing tonight, huh? Hey, what are you, do you doing? <laughs> Oh, you're drinking in your bar? Man, I'd sure like to see that place. What's
1: bourbon. What's <laughs> we, we have had a couple friends come in and they just are like mesmerized. They stop and they're like, holy shit. And I'm like, what? And they're like, they just they don't know what to say, I don't think. So, I mean, it is what it is. Like I told the wife, you know, we do live close to the hills here. And if you guys do hear about some type of Explosion or something like that close mm-hmm. to a dude. Could be my house because mm-hmm. if we fire over here, this place is gonna go like a freaking <laughs> fire gonna be there like, what the
2: hell is this house? <laughs> Jeez, that was good. did even go close to that one.
0: Bill's on a list, but not because of like firearms <laughs> or anything. It's just all of his bourbon content. The fire department's like. This fire's spreading fast. We gotta, we gotta catch this before it gets to Bill's house. (laughs)
2: If it gets to Bill's house, it's all over the whole neighborhood. is done after that. (laughs) Front (laughs) of block. Oh, sorry.
0: Be a pretty good smelling explosion, though.
1: (laughs) Well, hey, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys now, man. I got a little intimidated today. I ended up getting back from Bourbon Trail, Put in about sixty-five hours this week, I worked Saturday again. And I was thinking, holy shit, I'm not ready for Drew, man. He's going to be pounding me like an encyclopedia. <laughs> 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 I, I didn't get a chance to do any studying. Um, I didn't get a chance to try to uh, bring back the trip and go through some of the fine things right. that I learned from urban trail. But I got to tell you, it was probably one of the most enjoyable trips that me and my wife have been on and we just thoroughly
0: thought it was great and we got to get back there for sure so i mean that kind of segues into our our next question here where has your hobby taken you so in this case i mean i'm just gonna leave it like that where's your hobby taking you bill
1: probably that the way it's going now i would guess a i don't know (laughs)
3: You can join me there, Bill. I've been there for a while now.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, what's I look, I gotta get out of this rocket factory business that I'm in, and then I would uh probably uh I don't know. I don't know where where my hobby could go. I mean, we're running out of walls and things like that. I mean, I'm pretty excited. I'm coming up uh getting close to getting my one thousand 000- follower on instagram
0: whoa, whoa. holy moly you got to send us your uh, your instagram handle so we can tag up to that well
1: it is called oral bills bourbon bar and it's p-o-u-r-o-l-e-e-i-l-l-s underscore bourbon underscore bar and so basically the when we got the bar finished did uh got the 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 wall up and put the bourbon up my daughter to talk me into hey dad why don't you do a facebook thing and this and that and i'm like nah, i ain't doing that facebook stuff she goes well do an instagram account or whatever so i go what's instagram And so he showed me her account and this and that and i said well i guess i could give that a shot so um we are we established the bar back in uh what was it december 16th of 2020 uh we're going on what one year and, and, and three months on instagram there um, i'm still trying to learn all the tricks of the trade and figure out all the, the things that you can do on it but it's been fun there's a, a lot of great people on the bourbon community that post cool stuff they post uh um, you know, dates and times where bourbon's going to be delivered, shipped and allocated and things like that. And just, you know, it's just a lot of fun, I guess. So it's kind of just turned into my little, little hobby here. And, and uh, the Instagram thing kind of helped me get in the community and help learn a little bit more about bourbon and, and and talk to people about it so check me out if you can i know brandon's a follower
0: well the one ounce poor is about to be one of your followers as well
1: oh that will be fantastic man
0: i would say I that we're about to uh skyrocket you to stardom but i think it's going to be the other way around so. <laughs> thank,
1: you <very>
0: much. <laughs> thank you poor old bill's bar <laughs> Great
1: sponsor. Great sponsor. but no anyway it's just a lot of fun and people post a lot of cool stuff and it's just uh you learn a lot on there just with the things that people
0: post. Yeah. Well, Bill, has your hobby ever gotten you in trouble? Mm, I think I know uh, <laughs> and I don't know if you want to let a uh, Kelly answer this one or not, but. Oh, no.
1: Oh, yeah, the waitress. <laughs> Hold <laughs> on. Then. Yep. Oh, Kel! Look, she's all perked up. <laughs> <laughs> this,
0: this is what got you in trouble, right, right here.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is the end of poor old Bill's bar, right now. <laughs> yeah, I can say you know, yes, without a doubt. There's been times where I came home with a mother load, and she's like, "What in the hell are you doing?" And I'm like, "They got in and get in a car accident with all these here." <laughs> so, I go out, go go out to Hollywood. I got a nice little place out there, uh, k l Wines, and 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 when when it's hot, you got to jump on it, man. So you pick up the stuff that's hard to get and uh, do your thing.
0: Now, so I, do you feel like you're an, you're transplanting or sorry, transporting organs when you have a whole car full of this expensive whiskey?
2: <laughs> driving
1: safely, real you know, slow. Now, I strap them in just like a freaking kid in a car seat. That's what like the <laughs> all around it. If I, I take a pillow or wrap it, wrap it in a blanket or whatever, i got to get the shoulder harness pulled down over it. And then, of course, you got to cover the top of the box so you don't want any of those things fall, flying loosely to the event. Absolutely. You know? Precious Yeah. Yeah, so you always put it in the middle seat without a doubt. You know, you can... Get keyboard from the left to the right, so it's always safe in the middle.
0: The amount of yeah. thought—I mean, that was—I half-assedly said that as a joke, but the amount of thought that goes into that is is beautiful.
1: Can <laughs> I even pull out? I even pull out my unicorn truck and drive it down there because you know, if somebody hits on my diesel truck, there's a better chance that it's going to survive versus uh, in that small little Honda. So I take the truck.
0: You know, uh Bill, I actually you said unicorn truck and you were talking about your new Chevy. I was thinking that you were about to talk about what is that a K5, right? They have?
1: Oh, you're talking about my old Blazer. The Blazer. Yep, that's a, an 86 K5 Blazer. It's sitting right over here on the side of the house here. Uh, you know what
0: would be cool, Bill, is if we somehow combined hobbies and you shipped that vehicle out to Utah where uh, a certain somebody knows a uh, fabricator, a painter, someone that could restore that thing, and then you could slap your logo on it and drive around with your Instagram handle on the back and be <laughs> the famous poor old Bill driving in his K-5 Blazer.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. Either that or get pulled over and have it freaking away. away. did
0: And uh, did you ever change your license plate or are you still a BYU fan?
1: No, oh, I got rid of that thing. Oh yeah, I got nothing but hell, but that. <laughs> that was uh, what was it what was it called? Blue Bayou? It, I think it
0: was Blaze it, like? it was Blaze BYU, but it was supposed to be Blaze Bayou. But it was yeah, it was definitely Blaze BYU.
1: And, and then the, the, the people from Utah came out and said, What is going on with this BYU stuff?
0: It's we were weird. upset. We didn't know. We thought Bill up and converted on us. I know.
1: And then when you brought it up to me, I think I was more upset than you guys. I was <laughs> like, all right. I'll... Hey, this is the shit that bourbon does to you, man. You come up with these freaking unique, you know, out in California, personalized plates, you know, hard to get. You got to be creative, man. And I got so creative or, or, or whatever, I just wasn't
0: perfect, I guess. I, how does your Amazon account look after a couple of drinks? Do you just oh, load that curtain. card up?
1: No, hell no. I don't do that. I mean, I get, you know, I buy my little stuff, for my barbecue. I get, uh, what do I get on Amazon, Kel? Barbecue seasonings. Seasonings, yeah. No, I try not to, uh, stop, I mean, do that. I buy a few things here and there, and it shows up, like, I'm going to buy a new pump for my, uh, Jacuzzi. I found
0: a circulating <laughs> pump. he said
2: jacuzzi.
0: <laughs> get a new pump. <laughs> <you go>. Pause <laughs> for my jacuzzi. <laughs> Whew, all right. <laughs>
2: so you had your finger on the, on the pause button there. So you <laughs> get ready. Oh,
1: what's going down? You guys getting bored or what? No, no. I I actually
2: got a got a question for Kelly. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Hey, hey, you can have your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I had an invitation to the Oscars tonight, and I just thought, you know,
2: this is going to be <laughs> a <podcast. laughs> It's going to be the same old, same old Oscars, you yeah, know, I'll do this podcast
0: thing. And it was the same as, like, with, with the One Ounce Pour, they were asking him to come on to help bolster the Oscars, because they don't have as many followers on Instagram as he does, so...
2: Well, anyway, since we can hear Kelly so well, anyways, (laughs) (laughs) I have a question for Miss Kelly.
0: I don't think Brandon's gonna let this go. No, 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 no. Miss Kelly, can you hear me?
2: Yes, I can. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. You'll be doing better later. (laughs) So, when Bill has come home with these random bottles and stuff, which Event when he's come home and been so excited. Which event would you say was the most memorable for you? An event. Well,
1: first of all, when he comes home with all these bottles, I'm going, "What the f?" <laughs> it the other day. She's and not. Hey, Brandon. How Brandit? much more are you going to spend on bourbon? I'm not that dumb. She's not home when I get home. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's, smart. that's smart. That's smart. That's smart. That works. That's a good answer
1: he'll come home and they'll have a paper bag and it's like got a so the bourbon is in a paper bag like a
2: bum on the street that has to, <laughs> <laughs> wrapped at the top and
1: everything okay. oh well I happen to stop by at Total Wine or A&L Wine and they had this awesome bourbon available that's not available and oh my god look oh. love it Let's get back. We gotta get
0: back. <laughs> hey, Drew. Hey, Drew, oh my gosh, what do you even think, true? That was all Brandon here. I was, I was just sitting back and re- relaxing there for a minute, letting that happen. And
2: said, <laughs> "Here, Hey, that was a bad question,
0: Brandon. My bad. Oh my man. Bad. Well, let's let's get back to to good ones. Hold
1: on, hold on. Before you guys get going here, because I have gotta start learning how to podcast and in, in, uh, hosting my podcast. Okay. what I do right now is is I would like to show you guys something or share with you guys something that I got oh, okay. I hope that uh, my thought process was good when I bought it because I was gonna get I got one for one reason and then I'm gonna ship another one out or bring it on another occasion. so oh. With that being said, I know all you guys listening can't. But,
0: the suspense. I have the
1: Dirk Duke of Bourbon bottle here that Mister um, Brand got for me, sent me many moons ago. I'm waiting for them to come out, to crack it, and Can't wait for that one. And with that being said, I bought a special bottle. I'd like to say for Drew and Ellie, but
0: oh uh, my gosh!
1: Oh. You guys know the story about like when you christen a boat and things like that and the whole story behind all the exciting things that are going on for drew and Illy right now and what i would like to do is i'd like to show you this bottle that i got and what i would like for you to do is is christen the place because it's definitely going to be uh in the legacy here it will match Everything that's all related and tied into it once the handrails get on. But I wanted to send you this bottle out.
0: Oh is that a petty? That's a petty I whiskey. To,
1: I want you to christen it outside on a
2: rock or somewhere.
1: You want me to you want me to
0: break that bottle on a rock?
2: Well you didn't say you can drink yeah, I was gonna say. it first. And maybe yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then break it. Yeah,
1: but I want you to use this to christen the new things that are going on in your guys' life, and I take this
0: bottle... Yeah, to a thing. little bit of backstory here. Uh, my wife and I are building a house, and we're pretty close to moving into it, and uh, we're pretty excited about that. Even further on the backstory there, uh, that is Richard Petty, Whiskey, right there. He's number 43. He... Uh, Drove the Superbird back in 1970 71, and uh, yeah, he is very, very famous in the NASCAR community, and he has his own whiskey. And wow, Bill, leave it to anyway. leave it to the bourbon guy. <laughs> to come up, are you going to come out and help me, Chris, in the house?
1: And move. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> i I don't know if i'll be able to make it out for that depending on how long that handrail takes but uh i'll end up probably where you're hoping to come out for the other party and extravaganza in may
0: all right there we go that handrail might be put in by that time so who
1: knows (laughs) but but i am going to send this to you this is for for you drew this is in commemoration of uh,
0: Richard Petty's 80th birthday wow.
1: here. Wow. The, um, it's a
0: badass bottle. I know. I don't uh, even want to break it. Like <laughs> that's, that's how cool of a bottle is. it is. It must.
1: It must be done, and I'll get you another one. I can
0: get them all day long. So, Bill, one of my other hobbies is collecting records, and uh, this last Christmas, I got a Richard Petty, and I have no idea what it is because I haven't opened it. But it's a Richard Petty vinyl. So I have no idea if it's him just singing folk songs (laughs) over the sound of like a NASCAR engine or something. But it's double sided and has multiple tracks. I I don't know what it is, but I have it hanging up on the wall out there. You can check it out. Uh, You have to play that all all
2: at the same time. I I think we
0: play that vinyl, we break that bottle, we We, uh, we do a burnout in the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. i don't know if we know a guy do we know a guy
1: uh, that would do it (laughs) you know a guy hey anyway what i was gonna do is is uh finish off this horse neck right here because i have to the ice is melted for some reason what melted that ice oh what was i gonna say (laughs) Oh, oh i don't know where are we going to
0: go with this? Are we going back on the bourbon trail or what? Oh, no. I, the the final question, I think, is just how does somebody get into your hobby? So, you know, obviously you can just start drinking and then right. find what you like and start collecting. But how does somebody get into collecting bourbon specifically like in your niche? That's a
1: good question. You know, I don't even know myself. I do. As I tried different bourbons and going along, you know, you find the ones that you like and the ones you don't like and the ones that are medium, ones that are good for mixed drinks. And then it just became fun to buy bottles as they, like Maker's Mark, for example, they're cast drink bottles. They'll come out with uh, three or four different bottles in April and July and September and December or whatever and just... Being able to have a flight of all four of them and taste the different profiles and the different flavors and um, especially after visiting Kentucky last week and understanding a little bit more on how to look for the color and how to give your bourbon the nose and just to try to smell some of the different flavors and aromas. That are in there opening up your palate. You know, like I said, when you guys do your first little sip of bourbon, you're always supposed to do that Kentucky chew. So, if you if you're sipping a bourbon, you take a little sip and you kind of wash it around and kind of like chewing tobacco or whatever, and it will. They call it numbing your your And so, you you give it that little sip, and then your second sip, you will be able to taste the flavor flavor profiles and the, the caramels and the um, just whatever else that's in that barrel you will you'll will start to then you start appreciating it more so anyway forgot about the question but i just think it's just <laughs> <kind> of, <laughs> yeah it, it's kind of cool to collect bottles as they go and then you are able to differentiate the
2: differences
1: between bottles, between years, how much the same bourbon can be different a year later or a cast or two later, or things like that. So,
0: now, uh, if somebody was going to get into your hobby, where would you suggest they start? I mean, in a collector's standpoint, I, I'm sure that that's a huge hill to look up and just say, We're, what bourbon do I start with? What uh, what am I looking for in a bourbon? You know, where would you suggest somebody gets their their entry footing into this hobby?
1: Well, let's see here. From with our trip here to to, to Louisville last week, the good news is is right now currently they said uh, I believe they said there's like four point five billion or four point five million barrels currently being aged right now. So there's about Two barrels for each person for the whole population of Kentucky and most of the distilleries are expanding their warehouses. Buffalo Trace is doing like a two billion dollar expansion. Evan Hill, Baker's Mark, all of them are building additional warehouses and things like that and so the, the flavor the sound of it seems to suggest that look, the prices are real high right now but here pretty soon there's gonna be you know uh a more abundance of, of bourbon available and there'll be better bourbons available for the average joe which are hard to get right now so don't pay the high allocated prices that they're asking for them right now but if somebody was to want to get into bourbon tasting and collecting right now like start in the middle of the row with you know some of the the, the Medium level bourbons like your uh, Acre Smart, your Larseny, Elijah Craig, Four Roses. Four Roses makes some great bourbons for $45, 55 a bottle. And all of those distilleries there also have top shelves where you can get the private select bottles or cast bottles and things that. I would suggest you start in the middle of the road. It's medium proof area don't get too high unless you already light really high bourbon or whiskey or vodka start start there and work your way up
0: and if they were going to start with a a rye or a wheat how would they know which one to kind of gravitate towards is wheat primarily the 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 wheat is wheat primarily the kind that you you would suggest i would
1: suggest for my palate but that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be for everyone um the weeded bourbons typically are a little bit easier on, on the palate easier to drink for most people but then there's people that just prefer rise right off the bat um, i would suggest like i said see like old foresters here you know start at 80 Worked way up, bottle and bond stuff. It's great. You start getting over that plateau of a hundred, and up here at the top shelf, like Booker's bourbon, that's made from Jim Beam. A lot of that stuff gets up to 120, 120 proof. Uh, that will definitely. uh gonna have too many of those before uh, you wake up.
0: The next <laughs> before you wake up in a gutter.
1: <laughs> and on top of it, with the bourbon, why I personally just a weed for somebody, a weeded bourbon, the the, the weed is typically a sweeter bourbon that has a little bit more caramel flavor to it, a little bit more softer aromas versus the, the, the rye bourbons are going to be a little bit more hotter and spicy um, for my palate, not necessarily for everyone, but
0: that's how I
1: would kind of say how I learned that like the weeded bourbon
0: more the well cool well that kind of ends it with the uh questions anything you want to give our listeners a little tidbit or uh, suggestion or anything like that before we end this
1: well we're out of time already yeah i'm just
0: that does it now. man <laughs> we can keep going if you have more information to uh <laughs> to spit at us or if kelly wants to interject another time
1: it's <laughs> well, you know, I, I wanted to get back into, you know, we, we were all sharing hobbies and things like that. And, and, you know, this time of year, I get it. I get it. Everybody's in the March Madness. And I start to enjoy it when it gets to beat 16 and things like that. But, you know, it's getting close to derby time, man. And the horses are running. There's grades three.
0: That's, going. R- that's right. Race. You're a horse race guy. I always forget this for sure, man. I lost
1: 48 bucks today when I got home from work. I almost went back to work again.
0: So wait, hold on. Not only do you come home with random bottles of alcohol, but you also bet on horses and oh, yeah. somehow you keep your staff on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, they're giving a, a, a prevalent wage, man. They're
0: they're all good. Oh, good. Okay. So you're 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 making sure that you're at that you know, livable wage status. I like it. We weren't oh, going to get yeah. political on this bill, but you brought it there. You, you started talking we, about livable wage and all of that.
1: We've got top, top shelf, uh, of dinners every night, you know, served white wine, things like that. You know, they're treated fairly.
0: <laughs> they, who else is over there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, well, I was trying to get from one, one, one uh, employee to two, but, uh,
0: that, that's fair. So what are we, we, were gonna, we were gonna we're gonna end the show, but then all of a sudden you piped up and said, "Hey, you know what? I got I got things I gotta I gotta talk about." So what are they? Well, I
1: don't know what we're gonna talk about. Oh, I thought we were gonna do like a couple smoke drinks online, but we're not we're not on video and all that stuff, so that ain't gonna be. Are,
0: are you are you suggesting that we light up cigars right now?
1: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Oh, there's, no. There's a, matter of fact, when, when I send you that, uh, that Richard Petty bottle, I'm going to have to send out a couple of flying pigs. Have you ever had a flying pig?
0: I, You know, I have I think the weirdest cigar I've ever had is a twisted dick. But I've okay. never had a flying pig. Have you had a twisted dick? Oh, yeah, I've had okay. a twisted dick. Okay. I still got one. Wait, didn't you smoke one of those at my wedding? Right? Because we were passing those out at my wedding.
1: Smoked one there. I smoked one uh, out there uh, with you guys down in the basement. Um,
0: That's right. That's right. one. I
1: think we had had some in Nova Scotia. I've had them several times or whatever. I got a, a, a new blank. I'll open that cigar box right there. I got a, a whole cigar case. They're called Tattooie's.
0: Well, let's Very do bomb. let's do this, Bill. Let's do this because you seem uh you seem slightly eager. Let's put a pause on the recording. We'll take a quick break and uh I'm going to grab some cigars.
1: All right, hey Drew, before you leave, check out this. You see this coffin here?
0: Oh, no, no, we're not leaving now, Bill. You've made your oh, point. Yeah. You've made your point. We're staying.
1: <laughs> okay. Hold anyway, on. Anyway, there's a package of twisted dicks. Oh, you made. got them on you. Okay. There's-
0: just the tattooies. Ooh. All right, hold on. We're going to pause the show and get some cigars. That was the one ounce pour with Bill Burlingame. <laughs>